Welcome to Health System CIO's podcast interview with Jeffrey Vinson, SVP and Chief Cyber and Information Security Officer at Harris Health System. I'm Kate Gamble, Managing Editor and Director of Social Media. In this interview, Vinson talks about the biggest challenges facing cybersecurity leaders in healthcare and how his team at Harris is working to alleviate them. We'll also discuss the information sharing grant that Harris received in 2015 and how it has changed the scope, the key role cybersecurity teams play in advising the business, and why he believes it's so critical for security leaders to speak out. Thanks again for taking the time, really appreciate it. And uh, you know, looking forward to getting your perspective. Thanks for having me. Looking sure. forward to the conversation. So the first thing I wanna do is try to get just a little bit, uh, a high level overview of Harris Health. Um, just what you have in terms of you know, hospitals, where you're located, just to give people a, an idea. So Harris Health System, uh, we serve the underserved here in the county, uh, Harris County, uh, which is the third, fourth largest uh, populous county in the nation. And we are a public safety net hospital. Um, so we have two major hospitals, Bentop, which is a level one trauma center, uh, LBJ, uh, which is a level three, uh, and also Quentin Meese and, and 30 plus clinics around Harris County. So very important mission for uh, our patients. We are critical to the success for the county in itself, as well as the entire state of uh, Texas for what we, we bring to bear uh, at Harris Health System. Okay. And so having care that's obviously offered uh, outside the four walls really <laughs> adds to some of the complexity of your role, I'm sure. And we'll, we'll, we'll get into that a bit more. But when you think about you know, some of uh, the biggest challenges for cyber and information security officers, what do you really feel are, are the, the key kind of hurdles right now? So when you look at cyber and information security in healthcare in itself, uh, healthcare is still the most attacked industry, at least in the United States. And if you look at all of the other industries, the sectors, they've truly uh, evolved. Uh, you take financial services, uh, you look at what they're doing there. You go back to healthcare, you, you look at the HIPAA security rule, came about in 1996, 2001 timeframe. And just the mission in itself is a very delicate balancing act in healthcare because our mission is to provide patient care and quality of service and to save lives. And when you do cybersecurity in, in that realm, you have to be very careful. You certainly need to lock down your systems, but it's, it's not necessarily a, a forethought when we talk about the healthcare sector in itself. Here at Harris Health, clearly cyber is part of our culture. It is ingrained in the fabric of our organization. But when you look at the overall healthcare and public health, uh, not so much. Now, there is a shift that has been happening under this current administration with a lot of cyber uh, regulations that are going out there. You look at the omnibus that took place back in December 2022. Uh, FDA is getting more teeth. So we're getting there, but we are clearly lagging behind when it comes to cybersecurity and healthcare in it as a whole, as a nation. Yeah. Do you think that that's a reflection of the fact that healthcare has lagged behind in some other areas, you know, even, even as far as digital experience, or are there other factors as to why it's so challenging in healthcare? 
Well, I think there, there are many factors. Uh, as I mentioned, you know, it's a very delicate balancing act. Yeah. So you look at these medical devices that are there for life safety reasons. Historically, the manufacturers create these solutions. They build these things and they set them and they forget them. Uh, some of them have been around 20, 30 years. Yeah. And they're good at what they do, but they have operating systems. And these operating systems have vulnerabilities. And the threat actors and the cyber criminals know this. They know how to export uh, this technology. And clearly, there is now data over the past several years, historical data now, where they're looking and they look at the mortality rates uh, when there's a cyber attack at these healthcare organizations. Ransomware locking up the systems, vulnerabilities being exploited, uh, you name it. So we can't do the same thing and expect different results. So that's some of the challenges there uh, when you look at healthcare. Another, another course challenge is funding. You look at, you know, you have clinics, you have small hospitals, you have large hospitals, and you have this, we, we talk about the HIPAA security rule, and it hasn't been updated, and you get all of these fines and a wall of shame, but yeah. there really hasn't been a true focus on saying, hey, hospital with this much revenue, uh, this many patients, you must have these things in place. And smaller organizations, we can assist you with that. So again, there's talks, there's traction towards that. But until that truly happens, we're going to continuously lag behind in healthcare. And then, of course, we haven't even touched on the resource challenges that we all face, no matter what industry you're in, uh, across the globe. Yeah, and that's something that we're starting to see more awareness of recently, especially with some of the rural organizations. But it seems like you really have to know your stuff. You really have to know, be part of certain organizations and reach out and try to get any kind of assistance. But it's uh, still an uphill battle, for sure. Absolutely, absolutely uphill battle. When you talk about assistance, during COVID, uh, there were several security companies out there that offered their solutions uh, free. But then you have to have the people implement those solutions. As, as I stated before, it's a very delicate balancing act. These security solutions sometimes can unintentionally disrupt that patient care and quality of service. So you certainly don't want to be on the end of that side where you're causing challenges with patient care because you're trying to secure a system. So it does take a village and it takes a lot of communication to implement these solutions. So, so the challenges, they've been there for quite some time in healthcare. We don't see them going away. Um, when I talk about, you know, healthcare in it, the sector in itself, but there's certainly a lot of positive traction that is happening uh, from the national level from, from this current uh, administration in the White House. As we talk about the national security strategy, uh, you talked about the rural hospitals. There's been some funding where they're going to help these rural hospitals uh, moving forward. But again, it's better late than never, right? So uh, we certainly are, are liking that, what we're seeing. Yeah. And when you see cybersecurity, even in healthcare, being part of discussions on the Hill, I'm sure that that's validating because it requires a lot of people constantly beating the drum, but the conversations are, are being elevated now. Absolutely. So, you know, a little bit more about Harris Health. We received mm -hmm. the first ever cyber threat information sharing grant in 2015 from the Department of Health and Human Services. So, you know, we've certainly have been on the tip of that spear when we talk about how to look at healthcare and public health and some things that are needed to share this, this information across uh, the entire industry. And, and, you know, knowing is half the battle is what we, we like to say, right? Uh, knowing mm -hmm. is half the battle, getting that messaging out. And clearly when you talk about Harris Health System, we're, our headquarters is in Bel Air. 
but we're also part of the Texas Medical Center, which is the largest in the world. So there, there's a tremendous amount of collaboration that we have here to make sure that we're protecting our area, our space from a cyber perspective. Okay. So when you look at some of the trends, what we're seeing with a lot with AI, a lot with machine learning, and there's a lot of uh, potential there, but from a cybersecurity perspective, obviously there are concerns. So what has been your approach with things like that? Are you not watching and waiting, but you know, really wanting to see what happens with some of the organizations that are on the cutting edge and what that means from a security standpoint? Yeah, well, we're absolutely uh, monitoring the usage at our organization, but but when you mm-hmm. bubble that up to the larger healthcare and public health, clearly there are a lot of positive things that can happen with this technology. A mm-hmm. lot of positive things can happen. But as you know, uh, everything that is positive, the threat actors and the cyber criminals know how to reverse engineer that and use it to their advantage. So while we are certain it will continuously turn uh, the healthcare sector on its ear and provide great quality of care, in the meantime, we do observe, we do monitor, we look at what's happening from an industry standpoint. There's a lot of talk, as you mentioned, on the Hill to, to look at this technology not being used for bad, but only good. But we'll make certain we put in the guardrails for our organization and understand how it's being used, because as you know, uh, with this chat GPT and other AI, you know, the information that is being fed to it uh, once it goes out there is for public consumption. And there's a thing we call in the cyber world aggregation of data. You know, while you think it's this little piece of data, but once you start aggregating all that data, you can paint a picture. So there are certainly a lot of privacy concerns as it relates to, to this. But, but again, a lot of good that can happen with this uh, from a patient care uh, standpoint. Yeah. Yeah, so it seems like so much of what you do in your role is a lot of balance. There's a lot of striking a balance in so many different ways. It's Absolutely. interesting. Yeah, because here at Harris Health, we're, we're integrated uh, within the business, right? So we don't look at it as from a technology perspective only. We have to understand the mission and understand how do we fit in and enable that business and protect it at the same time. So we certainly don't want to be the ones that stunt the growth of new technology, but we want to make certain we're at that table to make sure it it's being utilized in a method where we can protect not only the data, but also protect those patients who will benefit from this technology. Yeah. You alluded before to you know having cybersecurity be part of the culture and just wanted to, to get into more of that. And I would think that having that tie into patient safety is a big part of it. But what do you think are the keys to really making cyber part of the culture? Well, you know, it's a tone at the top. So I've been here for a decade. And so we've been preaching and, you know, getting out there advocating for us to be a part of various meetings from the bottom up, from the beginning. So, you know, it takes time. And, and I'll say after a decade, we're certainly there from the uh, mail room all the way to the boardroom. That's where we say we're part of the culture. Uh, mm-hmm. Our CEO gives us great uh, support. Uh, he attends uh, our threat intelligence meetings on a monthly basis. We speak at town hall meetings. Our board certainly is in tune of what's happening out there. And we advise uh, the business sometimes on a daily basis with our messaging. So it is paramount at Harris Health where cybersecurity plays a significant role into the mission and our strategic vision with the CEO. 
And I'm, I'm happy uh, to, to say that, you know, we're, we're not an afterthought. Yeah. We're actually out there messaging and, and sitting next to the CEO and in, uh, in our compliance partners and IT partners, and in fact, all of our partners to make sure that we're mitigating that risk, right? Um, because we certainly want to contribute to the great mission uh, here at, at Harris Health System and be part of that success. So that's how we've been able to do it, right? In messaging, branding, talking about cyber and, and staying uh, in the know. You know, going back to 2015 was uh, quite important to receive that grant and look at how things are maturing across the industry now. That's what, seven, eight years ago. But we can see what that work that we did back then, we can see it continue to blossom from the national strategy standpoint to looking at even uh, medical device security. So sometimes it's not easy blazing a trail and being on, being on the tip of that spear, but right. we, can, we can look and see, okay, here's what we've been doing quite well for a decade now, and, and the rest of things are starting to, to blossom. Yeah. Now, being with the organization for as long as you have, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, you've seen the role itself, the CISO role, evolve, and I know you've already touched on it somewhat, but for you, has it been maybe like a gradual process, becoming more of the strategic business leader and, and less of pure cyber leader? Yes, yeah, certainly a decade, it, it has blossomed quite a bit. You have to take care of it, though, right? You have to water that. You have to mature it. And over the years, as you as you stated, we have historically been in the background of things and protecting behind the scenes. But as we look at more risk in evolving the cyber program here, again, we sit at that table. Uh, the messaging uh, about the importance of cybersecurity and and where we say we want everybody to be a cyber ambassador. We have that messaging coming from our CEO. And as you look at business resiliency, you know, as I, I started the conversation, you know, healthcare is, is one of the most attacked industries and resiliency is extremely important. So we have to be out there talking about, you know, if there is a cyber issue, how it can impact clinical operations, how it can impact our organization and how do we survive when that happens is, is where we are. And so that's the evolution of cyber over the past 10 years for our organization. Certainly, you know, a lot of people years ago would look at us as just a technology base, but now we're part of, once again, that strategic vision. Hey, we're cyber in this. We're, we're thinking about bringing this technology in. Well, let's look at the risk. They have to ensure that, that we're here and everybody knows we're here. And again, we're just part of the fabric of the organization from all the clinical units to our purchasing department, to our legal, our compliance. So it's, it's a great journey uh, thus far. It has been a great journey. Yeah. And I would think that that's where it also comes into play, having strong partnerships with other leaders so that when cyber is asking people to do things, it's not seen as yet another thing or, or you're not looked at as kind of the hall monitors, but that's where I would imagine those partnerships come into play. Absolutely. And, and they're very important, as you said, yeah. building those relationships and that trust. Again, we don't want to be looked at as the stop gap or we're holding something up. We, yeah. we want everybody to look at the risk. Is this a good decision or have we thought about this? That's where we have evolved to as the advisors of the business, if you will, in certain avenues that, that we have to have cyber way in and, and give an assessment as an advisor role. And, and again, we're here to support the business and enable the business. So if truly the business need outweighs the, the risk, certainly we, we move forward with those things, but it's, it's nice to be 
brought in and your advisory matters, right? Where it matters. Yeah. And I mean, I don't have to tell you, you talk about healthcare being the most attacked industry, but we see the breaches, we see the impact of it. And it seems like it's something that a lot more people are starting to understand, especially when you have big organizations that suffer these these horrible incidents and people are diverted. And so I, I would think that in some ways, has it become a little bit easier to make sure people are aware of that or you know aware of the impact? Well, it certainly is that the awareness is there. It's it's everywhere, right? You know, so if you yeah. look at these TV shows, uh, you know, they talk about hospitals. They they have it up there. You know, they talk about ransomware everywhere. And, and, yeah. and as you talk about the disruption, you know, most people in, in the United States are aware. You know, we talk about the Colonial Pipeline a couple of years ago. Uh, you know what problems we had on the Eastern Seaboard with fuel. Um, there's been challenges with meat plants, right? So everybody is, is fully aware and it does help. It goes a tremendously long way to socialize the, you know, our mission and why we're here. And I'll, I'll tell you, it's very little uh, resistance. People get it and it, it's nice. So that's the evolution. You know, it helps with the messaging. It helps with people understanding. And they, as they look at the organization, when we put out messages, and of course, our CEO, Dr. Porsa, he does a great job of, of showing the importance and the value that every workforce member needs to have when it comes to cybersecurity. Yeah, a lot of persistence and, and hard work to get to that point, yeah. for sure. Okay, so now wanted to just ask a bit about your career path and, and where you were prior to, to Harris, because you've already you've been there a decade, which is a while, but um, where were you before that? So my journey uh, to get into cybersecurity, I got my undergraduate in industrial technology electronics from uh, Lizard City State. And I was also in ROTC. So I, I went on to the military, became a signal officer. So communications, it was a natural progression to get in not only communicating, but securing that communications. So during the time as in the military, I was also reservists. And I worked in, um, back in the day, it wasn't called a SOC or not, we were in a network surveillance center. So I worked there for several years monitoring information. Uh, and then I ended up working at one of the premier intelligence agencies, the National Security Agency, uh, NSA for several years. And I transitioned out of there and went to financial services to be head of cyber for an organization. So that's been my journey. So I've been doing this for over a quarter of a century and it is a, a industry that is exciting. I'll say the only safe day was yesterday, right? It is a journey and it's something that you have to stay very proficient at. The threats yeah. evolve on a daily basis, threat actors evolve, and we also have something that's called an insider threat, right? Whether it's intentional or unintentional, uh, it certainly happens. So that's been part of my journey. And again, prior to coming here, I was in financial services. I was doing some outside consulting as well. But again, it's, it's a long tenure at CISO. You probably know it's the career expectancy for, is about two and a half years at most organizations. Um, right. But you know, Harris Health has afforded me the opportunity to, to do what I do best. And uh, we continuously have fun with our mission here. Yeah. Yeah. I always, I always think it's interesting when, when leaders have a military background, which has really become pretty common, not just in uh, healthcare, but in, in cyber. And, 
you can see the connection. <laughs> you absolutely, can see. absolutely. And then, of course, my old agency, uh, that doesn't hurt either, right? No, no, no I'm either. sure that was really uh, pretty good preparation. Yeah, absolutely. And being in financial, I'm sure, was interesting. But then coming into healthcare, which it, it is a tough one for cyber, but it seems like you've really uh, obviously enjoyed the challenge and, and it's been enough to keep you here. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, financial services is totally different. You can be a, a lot more rigid uh, in that industry um, because at the end of the day, you're, you're protecting the investments. In healthcare, clearly, you're trying to protect those lives. So that's why I talk about the Delegate Balancing Act. There's a lot at stake. There's a lot of disruption that can impact quality of care and those positive patient outcomes. Uh, and you just need to be aware of that. Uh, that's why you can't be, and I say as a cyber you know, leader, or you don't understand a business, you don't understand the mission. You, you absolutely have to be a part of the business and understand what that core outcome is supposed to be and make sure you're moving towards that. Because it is not all about the technology. It's about articulating risk and understanding the risk and mitigating that risk so uh, we can do our mission and do our mission very well. Yeah. And the last thing I wanted to touch on was something I find interesting is that that we're seeing more cyber leaders who are speaking at conferences and even doing these types of interviews. And it's it's really refreshing because we are getting the viewpoint out there. But that seems like it has also been a shift because it was not that's not how a lot of people and organizations lean, you know, having your CISO speaking. But it right. seems like that's really a positive step. It absolutely is. You know, for the past several years, cyber has been uh, one of the most talked about things that you see on the news. You see it as we alluded to the TV shows. And it, it matters, right? And you clearly need to have a leader that can articulate what the concerns are, talk about risk, and talk about those emerging threats that are out there. Now, because historically, we're, we're born from technology, right? We're born out of the IT you know, mission, but you look at cyber, it's its own mission, its own domain. You go back to the military, you know, they have a cyber command now, right? Mm -hmm. So um, that's how important it is. It's, a, it's its own war fighting domain. Going back to the elections, 2016, there was a lot of talk about hacking back then, and, and it continues now. So that evolution of the security leaders speaking and being out front, it absolutely matters. And, and as we should be, right? Because we're part of the business. We should be able to articulate uh, what's going on and, and understand uh, those challenges and present those challenges and how it impacts the business is how I like to look at it, you know, and what you need to do moving forward and, and how everybody should be a cyber ambassador and understand that bottom line. And, and those outcomes of what you want to happen from your organization standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. I like how you put that, the cyber ambassador. Okay. Should probably let you go, but thanks so much. Really appreciate it. I know you have so much going on, so we really appreciate getting your perspective and thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com to hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.